Michelle Constant on SAFM. It's 10 to 9. I'll tell you, our producers, Mdu and Ndosh, they, there's no time for a cup of coffee. No ways. There's not even time to go and take a water break. But that's just because we like to say, let's make this story and these couple of hours really work for you in a big way. So, as I mentioned, you can catch that uh, Zapiro Ram Apocalypse now if you go to uh, Exclusive Books in Hyde Park at half past 10 today. He'll be there to sign. At one o'clock again, he'll be at Exclusive Books in Rosebank. And if you go there, um, you'll, he'll be there to sign it as well. Always, always interesting to talk to Jonathan and to just hear where his head's at and what he's doing. Now we go on to someone whose head is at something quite different, although maybe not because we are talking about geopolitics in a different way here. Poppy Sabia is a traveler. She's a journalist and she has been traveling for the last four months and really has been stuck in some really interesting places as well. And we thought, let's get Poppy into the studio to try and find out a bit more about um, what has been happening on her travels. I love to chat to South Africans when they are traveling on our continent to a variety of places. So, Poppy, in the last couple of months, where have you been traveling to? I've been to 11 countries in the past five months. So I was on a road trip to Ghana. So I covered Namibia, Angola, the DRC, the Republic of Congo, Gabon, Cameroon, Nigeria, Benin, Togo, Ghana, and Côte d'Ivoire. Ah, so the question, of course, that everybody wants to know, and this is what we were discussing off air, is Gabon. Mm. Not the easiest time when it's a country that uh, was uh, having a coup. And apparently you were there during the coup. Yes, I was there during the coup. So a few weeks prior to elections, I was in Gabon. I did some work there. And then as I was getting ready to leave, it was now time to vote. And, you know, um, every time around election season, there is a bit of <clears throat> unrest in Gabon. Mm. And I wasn't aware of that. Um, so they voted on the set. I think it was a Saturday, mm. and you know I headed over to the border town of Bitam, waiting now to cross over to Cameroon. But the borders were closed. They always close borders around election time. They always switch off the internet around that time. So it wasn't anything too alarming. Everyone was aware of it. On the bus to Bitam. I meet a lady, you know, she recognizes my South African accent. She studied an essay. We strike up a conversation and a friendship. And she says, you know what? Instead of spending a night at a hotel, why don't you? Why don't we host you for a night? We only thought it was going to be, you know, um, it wasn't going to be long until the borders opened. And then the borders just didn't open. And then eventually <laughs> a coup was announced. And yeah, but it was a safe time for me personally because Bitam is a small, peaceful town. There were no protests. In fact, the residents of Bitam were actually quite happy to have Ali Bongo finally, you know, removed from power. How did you you feel? I mean, as you say, you felt safe. So that's, that's, that's one thing. So you can tick that box. But how did you feel being in a country where something like a coup was taking place? Obviously, you were staying with people who were um, from Gabon, Gabonese. So would they um, were they talking to you about it, their feelings about Ali Bongo, that he was going, etc.? How did, how did 
that player. So it was quite an interesting place to be in. It was it was fun to be around the youth during mm. a time like this, you know, where things changed. Um, they did talk about it a lot. They were they were concerned for sort of a, a, a war. They mm. thought maybe a civil war would break out. Yeah, that was a concern, and you know they were always watching the news. So it, for me, it was it was quite interesting to be part of, you know, the politics of another country. Politics I, I I'd never heard of before. You know, I'd yeah. never heard of Ali Bongo. I didn't know that him and his dad had been mm, in power for yeah. sixty years. So yeah. it was interesting to watch it play out, and I was actually quite excited by the coup because I'd never experienced a coup and just the whole tension and then you know seeing the tension on their faces what's going to happen and then all of us realizing that nothing bad is going to happen and then yeah. the borders opening up and everyone sort of calming down and then so yeah. it was interesting. What does it mean when you go and you participate in a country for a while and then you leave? Do you keep following up on their news to see what's happening as it goes along? Or do you then only get back to when you're going to travel back to that country? No, I don't keep up, with, especially if it's not something that really is trending I yeah. don't I don't make an effort to keep up only when I'm going to go back there. In fact, let me not lie, even when I'm going to go back, if if I'd go back to Gabon now, I wouldn't mm. check the news to see what's happening there. I'd just go there and then whatever happens yeah. will happen while I'm there cuz I feel like that's what happened when I was there. Yeah. I didn't do research, I didn't read up on what happens around election time. I didn't even even know that they were going to be voting soon. Yeah. I only found out because the visa guy was like, oh, you, you're going to miss... you?" Because I said I'll be in Cameroon on a certain date on my visa application. Mm. And the guy helping me with my visa was like, no, you're not. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, because they're going to close the borders. We are about to vote. I'm like, you're, A, I didn't know they were about mm. to vote. B, I didn't know that they closed borders around. So, no, I, I don't keep up with the current affairs. Out of the countries that you have visited, I mean, DRC, were you in Kinshasa or were you in Lubumbashi or where were you? I was in Kinshasa. Okay. I was in Kinshasa. I would have liked to be in Lubumbashi. It's lovely, yeah. But apparently the road that connects yeah. um, the west to the east yeah. isn't easy. And mine is road travel. Yeah. And, you know, I was coming from Luanda, Angola. So yeah. the, the route takes me to Kinshasa. That's the closest. Out of those countries, which one was the one that you really felt, okay, this is just incredible? Gabon. Was it Gabon? I, I enjoy Gabon because it's, it, it's got a lot of undeveloped space still. Mm. So it's still very much forest, very much village. Mm. And it, it just gives me a sense of calm being there. And there's not much to do in Gabon. And that's what I enjoy. I enjoy countries like that. Yeah. I don't like countries where it's too touristy. There's too much to do because then I feel pressure to explore everything. And, you know, but Gabon is very much still in its natural state. And that's what I enjoy about it. So what happens now with the knowledge that you've gained? What are you going to do with it? And where are you going to go next, if you go next? Mm, um, I might write a book. Mm. Um, I'm, what else would like I do Lerato. with Like Lerato. I mean, like... Uh, yes, like Lerato. Yeah, yes, yeah. Lerato. Yes, um, I might write a book, but I'm not... I don't think I'm too keen on that. I don't think it's time for a book yet. Yeah. I think I still need to do a bit more living before yeah. I write something. Um, 
I might put it into a documentary of sorts. Yeah. But I'm not really... Look, I'm not the type of person to do things with what I have. Mm. I just sort of live life, you know. Yeah. For instance, now I'm preparing for season three of the Poppy Show. Sure. And that's what I'm focusing on. I'm not, I'm not really one to try and package and repurpose things. Yeah. Yeah, that's not my sort of business model. You learned a few lessons that you wrote about or spoke about somewhere um, when when you returned from your travels. One of them, of course, being the difference of, pe- of people, but in fact, the similarity of people. And I thought that was such an interesting comment, like the more diverse we are, the more similar we are as well. Talk to us a little bit about that. So I, as I was traveling, I just realized that we all really are the same. Mm. Um, we all sort of fear the same things, love the same things. We all like to laugh. We all cry. And I think Africa especially, I saw Ubuntu. So I, I'd always known that, you know, South Africans have Ubuntu. That's something we yeah. pride ourselves on. But as I went further into Africa, I... I saw even more of Ubuntu mm. and, you know, I saw people sharing the little that they have and I don't know, just, it just re reinforced my love and belief in the, in the, in the continent. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just looking at that list. I'm thinking about Angola. I mean, even if you look, go to Goma in the Democratic Republic of Congo, Gabon, um, I'm not sure about Benin, you'd have to talk to me about that. But all of them have at some point been in a state of war at some point. Did you did you feel that? Could you feel that? Could you see that visually? I know in Angola you can in some spaces see it quite clearly. Did you notice that? Visually, I didn't notice it. Um, you, because I was mostly in the capital cities, mm. I didn't notice it at all. And actually, that was one of my concerns when I first started the trip, before I first started the trip, mm. when I looked at the map and I saw I saw that I'd need to pass through countries like the DRC. Mm. I feared and I thought, you know, what does it look like in a country where war sometimes happens? But what I've learned is if you go through the capital cities, you don't see even any evidence. It's safe, mm. it's peaceful, etc. But when I was trying to cross from Cameroon into Nigeria, I did experience some of it because the road, the land border, mm. what the, that route to the land border is currently going through a the Amazonia unrest. Mm. Not sure if you're aware of that. Yeah. So the 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 English um, speaking Cameroonians want to break away yeah, from right. you know secede 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 yes secede. Yeah. So I so I was. As I said, it was a road trip. Mm. So as I was trying to head to that border, I, I couldn't because of that. That was when I experienced something sort of in real time. Yeah, That was the only time that, you know, then you feel, you know, like you get to feel that, you know, these some of these countries do experience unrest. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't. Papi Sabia, I know you're going to, as you said, you're going into the third season of your show. Uh, what then? Ooh, I am okay. So my I always give this clue. It's going to be snowing. There's going to be <laughs> snow, <laughs> and it won't be in Africa. So that's that's what's next. So, so I don't. So we can cut Lesotho out. 
Yes, yeah, Kantifindale and all of those areas. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm I'm trying to break away from being seen as only an African travel vlogger. Mm. I'm a world traveler, and that's what I want to do. Poppy Sabir, thank you so much for joining us. It's nine o'clock. It's time for the news. Good morning.